0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another episode on Talk Architecture Podcast with your host, Naziati Muhammad yakob And the topic for today is the Sustainability Development Goals 2030. In particular, the issue with regard to the world for persons with disabilities and how Persons with disabilities or disabled persons are included in not one, two, or three of the goals, but 17 goals. So I put down there the link to this discussion, which is hashtag Envision2030. Semicolon, 17 goals to transform the world for persons with disabilities. So this is linked to the United Nations website. On Social Inclusion. Department of Economic and Social Affairs. So why am I interested in this topic? Is because I was invited to give a keynote speech on this soon. For a Malaysian regional development area under the Ministry of Economy. And um, yes, I need to find points for... My speech, but hopefully it's not going to be dry like this podcast. Yeah, well, I'm just giving a warning that I am going to quote some of these things and give my thoughts with regard to this topic. So, in September 2015, the General Assembly by the United Nations adopted the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development that includes 17 Sustainable Development Goals. We are all being very familiar about it. And architects, planners, those in the built environment and the professionals involved have talked about this a lot in LinkedIn and social media and so on. Here it says that building on the principle of leaving no one behind, the new agenda emphasizes a holistic approach to achieving sustainable development for all. The SDGs also explicitly include disability and person with disabilities 11 times. Disability is referenced in multiple parts of the SDGs, specifically in the parts related to education, growth and employment, inequality, accessibility of human settlements as well as Data collection and monitoring of the SDGs. So, of course, rightly so, United Nations is interested to actually, actually discuss on the mainstreaming of persons with disabilities into the development on sustainability. So here it says, although the word disability is not cited directly in all goals, the goals are indeed relevant to ensure the inclusion and development of persons with disabilities. The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development holds a deep promise for persons with disabilities everywhere. The year 2016 marks the first year of the implementation of the SDGs. At this critical point, hashtag Envision2030 will work to promote the mainstreaming of disability and the implementation of the SDGs throughout its 15-year lifespan with objectives to 1. Raise awareness of the 2030 Agenda and achievement of the SDGs for persons with disabilities. 2. Promote an active dialogue among stakeholders on the SDGs with a view to create a better world for persons with disabilities. and. 3. Establish an ongoing live web resource on each SDG and disability. Therefore, that's the the basis of the discussion today on what are the SDGs and how is it related to persons with disabilities from my point of view. Number one, no poverty. As we know it, poverty is Inter intertwined or interlinked very closely with disabilities. When you are poor, you have lack of access to healthcare and the facilities, and there are costs involved with different diseases and the need to actually get treatment. Yeah. And therefore, because of this lack of access and lack of going to the hospital, you know, problems going to the hospital. Uh, having a carer support system and so on makes a person who is already uh, ill or having an impairment becoming more disabled. There are more challenges for that person to, to go about in his or her life. So therefore, no poverty The first SDG goal is very much a disability issue. Number two, zero hunger. When we talk about zero hunger, we talk about um, food security, how people could have access to food. Accessibility is the binding theme for everything. It is the one that talks about support system, infrastructure, and the framework for getting access to all sorts of support systems. So that is true to food security as well. If I were to grow my own vegetables and I don't have access to land or access to equipment, or access to space, then very much I would go hungry. And there could be many other factors, of course. When we talk about zero hunger, it could be famine or it could be war or some catastrophe that has happened to villages or to uh, groups of people and so on. But in general, in a normal situation or in an urban situation we are subjected to nutritious food if we can grow them if we can access them never mind uh, non-nutritious food okay so what we want in zero hunger is that we are we have access to food that will help us free from disease as well. Number three the good health and well-being. Now, good health and well-being is more critical for an older person, a person who is approaching an age where they're getting frail and there are more health problems. So in an urban area, for older persons, if they could have access in terms of transportation, um, support systems, where it is not that expensive to get people to assist them, to go to uh, hospital visits and that they're knowledgeable and information is already available and, of course, the clinic clinics could be nearer to the community rather than too far away, um, such as mobile clinics and so on, then there is more chances for persons with disabilities to have good health and well-being. Another issue is also the um, uh, urban situation where you don't have access to recreational facilities. Um, you don't have access to open space or green or nature and uh, able to be with other people and socially interact. So health is to do with mental health as well and the psychosocial environment. And then number four, quality education. Malaysia had a policy called Zero Reject Policy Um I'll be talking about my point of view from my country obviously. And it is not that easy actually if you don't have the infrastructure to get any children into school. And we're not only talking about quality education, in which the skills and knowledge that children will acquire will help them in there to get a job, an employment later on but we're talking about just getting into basic education as well for persons with disabilities number five gender equality so women and girls with disability with disabilities have their own issues in which they need to overcome um compared to men with disabilities or boys with disabilities so those are to do with social and cultural uh, barriers an attitudinal barrier that is um based on uh outdated or um, unhelpful uh, understanding of the human being. So, therefore, gender equality is so much something that is um, very serious in terms of what is happening in many countries and developed countries to that. Number six, clean water and sanitation. For countries that have problems with ge- getting water to be clean and also um for to have proper sanitation infrastructure, so we have the problems of implementation or the community playing a part to assist people, and much of the people who are not getting them are persons with disabilities and older persons because of it needs maybe in certain countries um, a certain amount of strength to get water and to access sanitation and we have enough information out there on social media to understand the problems that many of these people face number seven um what is that affordable and clean energy i think that's what it says affordable and clean energy so um now that is when we talk about energy we talk about policies and we talk about infrastructure and how these things could reach the masses. And affordability or costs, it is an issue with persons with disabilities because um, the, the problem is in terms of a cost, everything is costlier when you're a disabled person in terms of transportation, In terms of housing, it's just those because those things that that uh, maybe taken for granted is um, is additional for persons with disabilities. If the transportation or the issues of getting to um, these energy. And clean energy is important, of course. Uh, You know, this is kind of premium in many countries. So uh, those, if there are extra costs to this, then that's the problem. So hence, affordability. Number eight, decent work and economic growth. A lot of students with disabilities who graduate have problems with getting employment and the right sort of employment that actually have reasonable adjustments and could make it much more easier for persons with disabilities to be at par with the rest of their office colleagues. So disabled persons could be anything from mental disability, intellectual disability to physical and sensory disabilities. So what we're trying to say here is that uh, decent work that is commensurating with the qualifications that the person with disabilities have is necessary to, sh- to also uh, prove on equality for persons with disabilities. Uh, and disabled persons need to be looked at as people who can contribute to the economic growth as well. So there need to be policies and uh, practices from employers to, to be much more um, um, empathising uh, to persons with disabilities. Number nine, industry, innovation, and infrastructure. Industry, innovation, and infrastructure, um, whatever technology that uh, is being developed need to include the needs of persons with disabilities. Number 10, reduce inequalities. That's very general, as I mentioned a lot, in education and employment, in recreation, in housing that I mentioned just now. So this in general is um, for gender equality just now as well and definitely for elder persons and persons with disabilities. Number 11, sustainable cities and communities. Identifying with certain groups of people and being able to be part of the community without discrimination and um, uh, being, being able to get support in order to, to thrive and to develop oneself. For example, independent living concepts could be introduced in uh, IT. As I said, um, independent living concepts um, is a concept that look into uh, persons with disabilities and elderly persons to be able to uh, have less costs because of the infrastructure is well done. Uh, so that, you know, um, that they can do their everyday life easily. Um, in some communities, they even th- uh, employed persons with disabilities and elderly persons as part of the community, um, employing them in, like, restaurants, cafes, and this is giving more visibility to understand or appreciate persons with disabilities. So... There's a whole policy to do with the cities and how cities could create communities that are much more empathetic and able to be a a self-sustaining support system that is one of the goals. Number 11. Number 12, responsible consumption and production. This is to do with um, uh, zero waste uh, concepts or implementation and it is at the local level actually uh it will save a lot of money for the local government as well when uh the citizens or the population um are being responsible for consumption and production and also reusing um recycling and um having you know being prudent in a sense uh to not overspend and also growing their own food and so on so these This is very much part of the locality or neighborhoods and communities. And uh, such ideas such as zero waste or recycling and even low carbon um, mobility to go for cycling and a better pedestrian connectivity um, will really help uh, the community to... um, have used less of oil and gas and stuff like that, you know, uh, and public transportation usage rather than using uh, single-person vehicles or occupancies. So the 13 is climate action. Definitely, person with disabilities and older persons are involved in a lot of these activities. Similar to number 12, as I mentioned just now, um, um, in terms of helping with lowering the, the green, gra- green gases or the emission of certain gases to make uh, our ozone layer thinner. And this has been happening and, and we don't have any m- much more time but to do this immediately. Number 14, life below water. Fishes and, and, and uh, marine life below water is uh, part of the ecosystem and necessary um, for us to, to appreciate. And persons with disabilities are not discluded or um, a part of this endeavor for life below water goals. Life on land, definitely life on land and nature, preservation and um, the monitoring and conservation and preservation of ne- uh uh, nature in the sense the ecosystem of the natural world is necessary and persons with disabilities could also help with this number 16 peace justice and strong institutions definitely we have issues with uh like in courts of justice whether a deaf lawyer could actually uh, uh, practice law there's is some issues there was a um an interesting article on a deaf lawyer in India was assisted by the chief justice in India so that the, she could practice in the court of law yeah um so and that helps in terms of the practices of it and also in terms of people who have to go to courts and um that is a physical thing the court or the police station or places where you need to to um, seek for justice and also accessibility to, um, because there are a lot of poor people who can't afford, um, and many of them are also disabled persons, so who can't afford to have access to uh, representation in a court of law. Number seventeen partnerships for the goals. So definitely, stakeholders are also including persons with disabilities and older persons in. Um, A country, and you can't really leave anyone behind. So I would like to leave this podcast with the phrase, nothing about us without us. So include persons with disabilities in the mainstreaming uh, development for the Sustainability Development Goals 2030. Thank you.